Hello, hello. Welcome back to Invest in You. This is episode number 26 and today we've got the person with the coolest name so far. Her name is Nikki Perfect and we will talk about some of her experiences as a hostage negotiator. We'll talk about how she has evolved her career now working with coaching, etc, etc. Ivan Sholi and myself, we are the Sandvals and we have this podcast really so we can understand how other people invest in themselves, how they might do investments generally. And the whole purpose of this is to share great ideas with great people just like you. So here we go. Hi and welcome to episode 26 of Invest in You, a podcast where we will help you by connecting you to some of the most interesting entrepreneurs in the world. And a reminder, your hosts are myself, Charlie Sandler, my brother Ivan and my dad, Frederick. Okay, so hi, I'm Ivan Sandvall. Today we've got a very special guest. Her name is Nikki Perfect. Yes, Nikki Perfect. Really cool name. And she's been a hostage negotiator. And uh, I'm Frederick Sandvall. Uh, I've been working professionally with Nikki this year, where she's been a performance coach to delegates on one of my one-year programs. Uh, Nikki, you've got a super broad experience. Tell us more about who you are. Okay, so in January of this year, I retired from the Metropolitan Police. I'd worked there for 30 years. Joined when I was 18, very young, as a police cadet. Had a wide experience of um, policing in all sorts of aspects and then ended up with my last 10 years being a hostage and crisis negotiator. And those last five years, I worked on what we call the permanent unit, which meant that my full-time job was to be a hostage and crisis negotiator. And I was lucky enough to be able to travel around the world um, working with people who had loved ones who had been taken or working with police forces and the military, helping them improve their negotiation skills. And I was the director of training for the last three years for the UK. So we trained everybody to be a negotiator, which was awesome, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's, uh, very impressive. And, uh, you know, uh, we have got... Mutual past experience, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing. And um, for the audience, uh, the, the the meaty details, obviously, we can't share. So, uh, apologize in advance if Nifi can't, <laughs> can't mention any in specifics. Uh, so, yeah. Charlotte, when you hear hostage negotiator and, and you hear what Nikki says, what, what springs to mind? What kind of question? Uh, what, what springs to mind when I hear negotiate, uh, what's it called? Hostage negotiator. Yeah. Well, I think about someone who tries to negotiate with someone who's like got a gun to the head of uh, some hostage yeah. and like you offer money or something uh, to them so that they will, yeah, let go of a hostage. Does it usually end well for the people <laughs> who, not, not, maybe not the hostages, but the people holding the people, other people hostage? Does it usually end well? They Well, they generally end up in prison, to be honest, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah, probably means that you're good <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's good. It sounds pretty does cool. Does a lot of lying uh, get involved? A lot of lying? Yeah, like, oh, you'll get a lot of money and then, like, no money. You go straight to prison instead. Oh, I see. Um, well, I can't I can't really discuss, discuss <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Just in case there's any would-be yeah. hostage takers listening to this podcast yeah, around, how, around how it works. But um, it's it's about building relationships, yeah. Which is which is like everything in life is building relationships and listening to people's wants and needs. 
you know, fi- finding, uh, yeah, what they want, but at the same time, getting what you want. You can't, you can't tell uh, everyone all the secrets. We maybe have a criminal listening to his podcast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, b- back to communication and, and qu- questions. Mm. Uh, have you always been curious? Wow, that's a good question. Have I always been curious? Yes, I have always been. I was thinking about this the other day um, because I'm writing a book and it keeps going off tangent and I was thinking about what (laughs) am I writing this book about. Um, I'm lucky enough to be working with a really great guy called Matt who is a ghostwriting the book for me and he asked me lots of very deep questions which make me think like the one that you've just done. And as I've been reflecting on my life and where I started um, when I was 18 in the police, I always, always um, wanted to spend time with people. And I've always wanted to be in service. And and that's still very much a big part of my life is that being in service part. Yep. So, for, so, for example, I always knew that I was much better at talking to people than I was like in a pub brawl or um, being aggressive. That's just not my nature. So when people were in difficulty, I, w- I would enjoy spending time with them and just finding out more about them because – and I'm sure you can probably relate to this, all of you, that we all have a story. Yep. Uh, and often we don't get to tell our story. Um, and sometimes the, our story is playing out in the way we're behaving. So if I meet you for the first time and I behave in a particular way towards you, it doesn't mean I'm angry at you. It just means that I'm living out my story. Yes, I see. So uh, have you ever taken wealth dynamics tests? I haven't, no. I've heard a lot about them. And yeah. I have looked at them, but I haven't done them myself. So since yeah. since yeah. you're good at negotiating, I would say that you're uh, and you like uh, talking to people and uh, building relationships. I would guess you're. Have you? Do you know all the different? Uh, what's it called? No, you don't. Maybe. But you're a deal maker anyway. Well, that's what you're, it is. <laughs> you're a deal maker or supporter, basically, or people person, a mix between a. Uh, uh, can you explain a bit? Right. A so pe- mix between a people person and. Uh, yeah, and, and also a little bit with uh, with timing and deal making. Mm. I think uh, a hostage situation is a little bit like uh, deal making a trade off where you find out what's really important to the other party and then try to meet those needs if that's possible, while also being very curious about the person be- beneath. Which uh, and also the the service and want to help. Uh, I mm. hear a lot about that as well. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And a lot of my work was with people in crisis. Um, you know, people who'd reached the end of their the the road that they were going, they couldn't see a way forward. So a lot of that was talking to people who who were genuinely looking to for a way out of that situation. And sometimes that way out was to take their own life or to take yeah. somebody else's life. Yeah, tough, tough environment. Um, so what what brought you into the matter in the first place? Can you remember? Yes, I can remember. Um, so I, so here's, here's, you know, I'm a great believer in honest conversation. So I'll um, be very honest with you about, I was always on the borderline of, um, I always wanted to fit in when I was younger and never quite felt that I fitted in. So I would adapt my behavior to fit in. Um, and whether that meant being a little bit borderline around, um, the people that I would mix with. Yes. Um, and my mum still says to me now, she says, oh, I'm so glad you joined the police because I wasn't quite sure which way you were going to go. Yep. 
And I was at school and I was um, I enjoyed school because I found it a social event and a sports event and a place I could do music. I wasn't very academic. I didn't enjoy learning, and which is ironic because now I love learning, but at the time I didn't enjoy it. And I was in the first year of doing my A-levels and my dad said to me, what do you want to do? And for some reason, I don't know where these thoughts came from, but I always wanted to either teach sports or um, go to the police. Yeah. I've got no idea why. And so at the age of 17, he took me to New Scotland Yard where they had a career centre. And they showed me, they said, you're too young to join the police. And they showed me these pictures of these young people having a great time, rock climbing, mountain climbing, canoeing, yep. abseiling. And I went, <laughs> wow, that looks awesome. And I could get paid to do that. And they were like, yep. I was like, well, I'm, I'm signing up now for that. <laughs> so I signed up and I got in. And uh, yeah, I spent the first year. It was like it was like being in the army. It was very regimented, very disciplined, and quite honestly, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because then I I I was I was in, in a place that I belonged. So I was in a different gang, but I was in a gang that was yes. there to do good and um, make a difference. Yeah. So that's how I ended up joining the mat. Did you get what you expected from uh, looking at all those photos? <laughs> um, it was like that, but it was a lot harder. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was it like that. Fun. But in between, there was a lot of discipline and uh, yeah, hard stuff. Just yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. Do you have like a purpose in life or any good routines, anything like that that you would like to share? Uh, do I have a purpose in life or any any good routines? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, I I have found personally, and I'm a great fan of Rob Moore. Um, who some of you you've probably heard of Rob. Yeah, we've, and we've interviewed it, him on this podcast. Yeah, great. He's he's a great guy, and I've learned a lot from him. And his routine equals results uh, book is very good because if you if you have that routine and you schedule things into your diary, and as a coach, this is what I try to encourage my coaches to do: is you're more likely to live into it, yeah. and then and then every day you're taking a step towards your final goal, and you can start ticking things off. So mentally, it, it helps and it gets you going every day, whether that's, you know, whether you and, and different people start with different days. My life is not that organized that I have a routine in the morning. It's generally quite chaotic. I have an 11 year old, three dogs, a cat and 16 chickens. And it's, bonk <laughs> and it's just bonkers. But then I do I schedule stuff into my diary and it gets done. Yeah. So that's what I would say. My purpose in my life is, uh, yeah, is to be in service. And I originally thought that I wanted to change the world. And as I've got older, I've realized actually that world is the people that you meet every day. So it's not having this, it's not standing on a stage in front of millions of people. It's not being on TV. It's not having that impact. For me, this is. Yes. Um, but it, it's about that individual interaction you have every day with, in, in, with people and how you can make a difference in their life. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great to hear that you're true to yourself and not try to live someone else's life. That's really great because I think yeah. so many people are are pulled in that direction for for various reasons. Social mm. media, not to not to mention just one. Yeah, it's about doing what you want yeah. yourself. It's a lot. Yes. Uh, it's a lot harder to make a million people in a crowd uh, do something than speaking to one individual person. Yeah. Yeah, and is. even if you're really good at uh, targeting every person, even though you've got a big audience, it's uh, you still don't get everyone. Hmm. Yeah, it's also easy to engage like you do one to one or one to a couple. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
making yeah, a definitely. positive impact can spread throughout people. Yes. It's like my mom always says, be nice to people. Yeah. Be nice <laughs> that's and like be kind. The only, that's like the biggest life lesson that she's taught me. Have you ever yeah. got any nice pr- proverb as, as a parent? Something that you would like to have your 11-year-old to remember one, once moving out? What would that be? It would be to is it would be to be kind to people. Yeah. Because we because sometimes it's easy not to be kind. Sometimes it's easy to um, get drawn into talking about other people behind their back and you know pointing out their flaws and how it's all their fault and all of their responsibility. When actually, I've definitely found and maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know, but, or I'm more reflective, but. The more self-aware you become, you start to look around and you go, actually, what is the common denominator in my life? Oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now I need to take that responsibility and say, okay, what can I do differently? And and being kind to people is just a simple act, but makes a huge difference. Yes, indeed. It's just about getting into the habit of not being, you know, lazy and grumpy. And it's like I read about... Because I had heard many people talk about like the law of attraction, and mm. then I I read about it on the internet, and, and they're like, there's no scientific behind it, but yeah, it's really common sense that is basically if you are really positive all the time, you're like attract positive people towards you, and if you're mm-hmm. like grumpy and stuff, you either attract no one because no one wants to be around you, <laughs> or you attract uh, grumpy people, and I mm. thought that that's we don't even need to back that by science because we know that's true hmm. and uh, yeah it's just about being nice and happy yeah like i mm-hmm. had a i have a friend still um we go in different schools now but basically uh he was a very troubled kid but since i was um taking care of him and showing him that you can be nice to people and it will uh affect you in these ways he started becoming a lot better hmm. and he's uh grown as a person in many different ways now Yeah, less nervous, more confident, uh, more himself, and uh, happier as well. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice when you can help people. So, going back to when you were teaching other people about uh, difficult conversations, um, mm. is there something you can pull out of that general, very broad uh, curriculum and share with people as a common sense rule? Uh, difficult conversations, people who are really low for one or the other reason. Mm. What can we do to help? So I would say it, uh, just listen to somebody, but listen without. Um, so so when I say that, people are go, well, that's easy to do, but it's probably <laughs> actually one of the hardest skills and takes so much concentration to really listen to somebody. A without judgment because we all judge everybody anyway. It's a natural instinct that for survival that we will make instant decisions about people, and we'll judge them based on our own values and our beliefs and our experiences. Yeah. And the the other thing is to um, when we often when we listen, we then end up sharing our own story. So for example, a, a classic one is, and I heard it the other day it's just when somebody's telling you they don't feel very well. So they'll say, well, I don't feel too good today. And almost our instant response is, oh, yeah, there's a bug going around or my, oh, yeah, my friend had that. Or, yeah, do you know what? I haven't been feeling great today. And we instantly make it back to us and what we we feel rather than just going, oh, gosh, and, and then listening to how they're actually feeling and letting them offload. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I think that's particularly hard when you're a man because it's so easy to <laughs> jump into solutions mode. Like, I know the perfect solution to that. Well, that's not why I want to be heard at all. Just hear me yeah. out. <laughs> Problem solving for other people. Yeah. Yes. So did you get what I meant there? Yeah, <laughs> so it's about listening to other people and not just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to school. Like, if someone says, oh, yesterday I ran 10K, and then there's other guy like... Oh, but last week I ran 11k, mm-hmm. and I have a brother who runs twice as far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they just can't accept that sometimes people say that because they want uh, break some here. They want yeah. they want attention, mm. and yeah. you shouldn't. And they, it's not a positive attention if you just say that you know you're mm. better than them or whatever. And we call that competitive listening. So you're <laughs> listening, and then you're doing the reflecting back but you've done it slightly better yeah competitive listening yeah it's just like this thing uh among uh, people who train certain people are like oh how much do you bench press and then they're like oh but my uncle bench presses twice as much yeah (laughs) yeah so so now we we picked up two two uh not so productive ways we have heard solution listening which was not so good we got the mm-hmm. attentive listening, which was much better. And then yeah. now we have the com- comparable or competitive? Competitive. Competitive, yeah. Competitive. Competitive and the other kind yeah. of li- listening styles that you have come across uh, just came to me now. That's a good way to classify them. What else should we try to avoid? Um, so combative listening is the other one when you're very emotional. Yeah. And what you do is normally when we're having an argument with somebody or we believe we're right about something. And all we do is we listen for the things that make us right and back our argument up. And then we we tend to completely ignore everything else. I'm really good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that that is basically my dad to me when we're talking about homework. He he always manages to get me to do it. And I always get really angry because I always get tricked into doing it. That's something different, I think. (laughs) Well, uh, mm, wait, I had something to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, say something. Yep. I have to think. Right. Again. So, some of the audience are younger people, maybe teenagers, mm. who are curious to get into business. Uh, I mm-hmm. know that you've mainly been in the system uh, mm-hmm. during your career, like myself. But what would be your top tips in terms of just daring to get started, whatever it might be? Mm. Okay. So, um. When I was in the police, I decided to go into property because I knew that the pension system was going to change. So I wanted to protect myself. So I ended up um, having a little property business with a friend of mine called Lou. Um, and now I, that, that has changed from commercial, as you know, that I've recently bought a garage and I've converted that into a gym and a coffee shop. Um, what would I say? I would say that find out about money I really wish that somebody had taught me about money properly when I was at school um, and find out how you can make your money work for you and I would say just because I would yeah I would also say when people talk to you and they give you advice remember it's from their perspective and their opinion and it doesn't mean that it's true I was actually going to ask you about perspective uh, not ask you about (laughs) No, whatever. I was going to tell the audience about uh, trying to think from other people's perspective. For example, if uh, if I'm annoying to Ivan because <laughs> Ivan's being mean to me, and then Ivan hits me, 
than uh, from Ivan's perspective. I've been annoying, but from my perspective, Ivan's Ivan's been mean and he's hit me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have to you have to remember to think from other people's perspective. Why do they believe that uh, they are smarter than you? Why are they angry? Why do they want to kill themselves? You know, that's more dramatic, obviously, than mm. what me and Charlie usually go through. But it's the same thing. Mm. It's just about uh, putting yourself in the other person's shoes and stuff. It's mm. stuff that we hear every day, but uh, when you really think about it, it's very true. Mm. And and going back to to about for your younger business entrepreneurs is you know a lot of people will tell you not to do something because they have no experience of it themselves. So surround yourself with the people that you want to follow yes, and yes. the people that you think are, are good leaders rather than the people that that will always put you off. Yeah, and also just linking back to what you said about getting into property, we've had two people on the podcast who really really young against all advice from everyone basically at the age of like 18 19 actually got their hands on their first property and mm. everyone like oh it's super risky but both of them have been really really pleased about because that has allowed them to to uh, carry on doing more of that throughout their career and if they yeah. just listen to the advice from even the parents they would never have ventured into doing that at all yeah Yes, one of Arnold's like five rules or whatever. Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. amazing person. And everyone, everyone in the world knows pretty much who he is. But anyway, he, he is, one of his rules is don't listen to the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Did you know that yeah. he's also invested a lot in property? Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been very successful in other stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, no, Ivan is uh, a lot about training. So, mm-hmm. uh, the gym. I heard about the gym a couple of months ago. Mm. Is it official? Is it public? Is it open? I think it's open. Yeah, right? it's all open. Everything's open now. Yeah. So we took um, uh, it was a sliding doors conversation, an opportunity that was put in front of me that was 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 risky because uh, I don't know anything about turning property into commercial business or running a business outside of. I know about managing people and running a business within within a large organization, but not about running your own business so it was it was a it was but it was too good an opportunity to not take um so yeah so we converted so the garage was a big um garage that did people's mot's and car servicing and repairs and also had a car showroom so we've kept the workshop aspect of it so we still provide a service to the community around repairing cars and helping people um get on their way and then we converted the car showroom into a coffee shop and uh, a gym yeah interesting yeah well uh, coffee shop something for my gym something for me <laughs> Cars, <laughs> something for dad my my parents also had a, a gym uh, when i was around six seven years old i thought it was awesome but the mm. weights were a little bit too big yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. But it's, it's good it's yeah. I, I believe in like you said, you have pointed out something that, that I believe in a lot. So you have on one side, you have retired from the from the police force, mm. and you have also so you might might not have a pension linked to that. You also then have uh, the property side of things. And now you also mm. have a business income. Uh, I think that's really nice because we talk about so many aspects of invest in you on this podcast, and the yeah. financial aspect is absolutely part of that. And Charlotte, what do we usually say about multiple inter- income streams? Better yeah. than one income stream, more stable. Yeah, less risk. Less risk. Yeah. But, but um, 
different people uh, tend to like uh, risk it more and less. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it, if you decide to risk it a little bit uh, with a different uh, business, the worst thing that can happen is that you learn from your mistakes. And if you achieve, you'll learn from your uh, achievements. But maybe you shouldn't uh, risk too much. Yes. If you if you can't, mm. for example, afford to, uh, yeah, if it goes Pay wrong, the bills. basically. Uh, it's, it's similar to... Well, but one thing is like Grant Cardone, when we interviewed him on here, it's like our mm-hmm. coolest interview. And uh, we were talking about investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he said something on, like that if he would lose all his money, he's already invested in himself so much. So he's got mm-hmm. so much knowledge. So it wouldn't really, you know, destroy his life. He would be back on the top within a few years, you know, because mm. he's a... Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of... It's about investing in your mind as well, not just yeah. and, that stuff. Uh, what, do you, like, invest in yourself in different ways? Yeah, all the time. I uh, completely agree with what you're saying there. Um, I've personally invested in myself um, for the last 15 years, you know, uh, started to learn things, started to learn more about who I am, and then was lucky enough to be able to. So all of our negotiation courses are about personal development because they're yes. about finding out about you. They're about finding out what makes you tick, why you behave in a specific way, what your emotional triggers are. Because it's really important that when you're talking to somebody in crisis that who might and probably will do um, shout, swear, take out how they're feeling on you, um, threaten you, threaten the people around you, call you all sorts of names. And that you're there for a long period of time, so you're going to be emotionally tired. It's really important that people know how they're going to behave under such stress. Um, and 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 yeah, and if you don't, if if you if you stop learning, you stop growing. So every day for me is a school day, and yeah. I honestly believe that. You know, I've learned so much since taking on this project. It's been unbelievable, and then you can share and help other people. But yeah, you just keep growing, keep learning all the time. Yep. Yeah. While you were talking, I've been writing down a lot of questions <laughs> while, you, while you two were improvising. So basically, um, you said uh, uh, that you grow as a person and you help others to grow. That's my purpose, that you grow and help others grow in different ways, like uh, growing length. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, well, knowledge and so on. And you yeah. said your purpose as well. But our podcast name, Invest in You, what does that mean to you? That means that you take your experiences, good or bad, and you take your life lessons with them and you use them for your next steps and you share them with other people. Yeah, that's great. Good message. Do you, have you, what, is, what has been your coolest office so far? My coolest office? Office, yeah. It can be temporary office can be uh, where you're working right now. It, you can have different offices thanks to the internet nowadays mm, if you work yep. on a laptop or whatever Gosh. a lot. Yeah. So what's been your coolest office? My coolest, okay, so my coolest office, honestly, I am, where I live is just, for me, the most beautiful place in the world. I love it here. I live in, in an old house, an old lodge house that was built in 1832 and my garden, it, we're literally in the middle of fields. So when I sit in my garden with my laptop and do my work, that is the coolest place to be. Perfect. Great. Sounds a bit like my mum. You're like, oh, <laughs> 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 
No, but it's really good to find what what is right for yourself, like we said earlier in this conversation. When can you focus the most? And uh, where where do you enjoy working the most? Stuff like that. Yeah, um, I enjoy working the most um, where I'm surrounded by... Yeah, where I'm surrounded by people that love and care about me and we have a common purpose. Yep. Surrounded by happiness, maybe. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, the dog yeah. seems to agree. He just nodded his head a bit in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned, mentioned a book. Uh, would, you, would you like to share one or two or three uh, teaser messages from the book, whatever it might teaser be? Teaser messages from the book. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. So um, my first message would be, it's not all about you. So often you will listen and have a conversation and you'll always come at your, you you always come at that conversation and life generally from your perspective, which is not a bad thing, but it's understanding that your life is all about you and what you believe to be true. Yep. Yes. Uh, My second message would be live in the moment, live in the now. Um, And that's easier said than done. That's something I'm really working on and have been working on a lot more over the last few years, but it's finding those just moments during the day where you stop and pause. And when you have conversations with people, you are not distracted by anything else. And that makes a huge difference to other people as well as you. Yeah. And then I think my third message would be um, that we, we all have a story and we're all facing our own challenges yeah. and whatever those challenges would be. And so it's okay to, to share that story and, and help others learn from it. Yeah. Good. If you don't have Very any, if you don't have any challenges, then most likely you haven't been uh, challenging yourself enough, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or you have been challenging your, yourself enough, but it depends. Mm. Good to challenge yourself and try new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Comfort those three times. messages are very powerful and stuff that I need to work on because I have ADHD and I'm really good at focusing on five different things, uh, 50% focus. That's not very mm-hmm. good. I need to focus more on uh, one thing, whatever well, I'm you, doing. you focus really well on one thing at the time and yes, you go sometimes. really, really deep. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, yeah, but also when I'm like talking to people and stuff, I've, I think about all the other stuff and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really in the moment when I'm speaking and I need to focus on that a lot as well. Like you right now, and I'm joking. No. While he's talking, he's thinking about what he's going to do next time he's training. No, <laughs> no, actually not. Cool. And uh, we spoke uh, about things. Uh, if people like to get in touch with you more uh, to mm-hmm. uh, to explore potential ways how to work together, we are working together on, on in the coaching space. Mm-hmm. So you coach more more than a handful of people from my program. I've also been coached by yourself. And uh, appreciated that. What kind of offerings might you have to other people? What would be the ideal fit uh, if someone is reaching out to you? What can you help with? Yeah, so I can. Well, I can help help with all sort all sorts of things, but because um, it, but mainly making you more self aware about how you behave and why you behave that way. So in in coaching, it's about looking to achieve your goals, and there are often challenges that come up that stop you achieving them, and you'll find if you start to uh, look at them there'll be a pattern of behavior so it's about overcoming those bad habits and challenges and moving forwards but but also i you know communication and and behavior is my speciality uh, and the way that people behave and why we behave in specific ways and how that affects 
things like the family unit or how that affects you as a manager and how you can improve those skills to make your work better, your home life better, and the way that you deal with strangers better, really. So, yeah. Sounds, so that's what I specialise in. Sounds very interesting and uh, people will get a lot of value out of you, I think. Yes. Thank you. And, and where, where could they find you in, in the online world, so to speak? So I have a website called thecommunicationcoach.co.uk and I can be found at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Gosh, I forgot what it's called then, Instagram. Yes. That's okay. Um, at Nikki Combs Coach, C-O-M-M-S Coach, Nikki Combs Coach. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. Nick, uh, communication coach. That's very good. I like it too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sean and I, we are, we are about to kind of wrap things up. Any kind of last questions before we lose uh, the, this great time together with Nikki? I think really. I we think we've uh, done all the usual questions and all the new questions. Exactly. Yep. And uh, we know coolest office as well. Yes, indeed. indeed. Yeah. So people who has been skipping to the end of his podcast. She's got a really cool office. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a whole thing. Yeah, and uh, I would love to go deeper into things we can't talk about, but we can't talk yeah. about those things, and, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But basically, core cool messages: be nice to people. Yeah. Uh, l- listen to things from their perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be focused when you're talking to someone. Do you have any mm-hmm. more? Well, we do, but. Have a temporary forgotten. Though, have maybe. a good purpose and yes. uh, learning from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Great. Excellent. All right, Nikki. Thanks a million for uh, joining us on this podcast. So share your your message to the world, and now people know also where to find you if they'd like to have further help. So thanks for this time. Catch you later. Thank. Thank you very much, and have a have a lovely day. And thanks for the letting me come on your show. Thank really you enjoyed too. it. Take care, guys. See you later. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Invest in You, the podcast for you who like to grow, change and evolve yourself. And uh, the boys are today at school where I'm doing this outro. So until next time, all the best. Charlie often uh, reminds people that you're really welcome to write reviews. And if you've got no idea how to do that, it's quite simple. Just click review. And uh, one person who's done that, his name is uh, Piotr. He has written, and by the way, it's five stars. Thank you very much from Charlie. I listen regularly and I'm amazed at the content of the episodes. Great tips on an important aspect of our lives like health and wealth. The solid portion of financial education presents in an easy way. I love episodes about saving time, health and debt. Also very valuable interviews with successful people gave me some tips in uh, what I can do in my life. I can't wait for the next one. You do a great job. Keep it up, guys. Greetings, Piotr. And I also know Piotr, uh, he is on a program which is called Mastermind Local, number four in London, and he's making great progress with high elements of action. So keep up the great work yourself, Piotr. Take care. And for those who didn't uh, get that point, you're really welcome to check out also the ratings of shows. It helps us to see that we are doing the right thing or not. Take care. Catch you later.